We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Welcome back in on Inside the Clubhouse. Matt Spiegel and Bruce Levine, as Russ Patera said, right here with you. Bob Nightingale from USA Today coming up later on. Um, hey, Bruce, there's no schedule, right, yet? Yeah, we're talking baseball, and we're supposed to have an opening day on or about July 24th. I know the Nationals and the Yankees are going to play, I believe, on that day. I think that's scheduled, so that's a theoretical Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer matchup for however many innings they can get in, but really in a general sense, and for the Cubs Sox specifically, we don't really know anything yet. I believe it's a choreographed, Matt, uh, honestly. Um, I think they wanted to get through all the testing uh, first, okay? You know, as far as uh, uh, where they where they stand as, a, uh, as an organization, you know, how many people uh, will not be able to play. I think they wanted to get a feel for that, and I think you're going to see the uh, – Schedule. I was told, uh, you know, by a source, it'll be early next week sometime. Okay. So, uh, so you know, that that's when it's going to be out. But uh, again, you know, uh, it would be it would be rough to announce your schedule and then shut it down the the, the very next uh, minute, you know, or shut it down right away. So I, I think they they go hand in hand by getting all the tests and knowing where you're at as. Uh, an entity and knowing uh, that you're healthy enough to go forward than uh, than your schedule. We do know the White Sox and the Cardinals are playing their uh, Field of Dream games on August 13th in Dyersville, Iowa. I know you'll be out there. Uh, I remember when that news first came out, the White Sox were going to play the Yankees there, mm-hmm. that uh, everybody I knew that was White Sox fan-oriented wanted to go to that game, okay? People were talking about, those 8,000 possible seats going for ridiculous prices because of the, of the uniqueness and the, uh, the fun of that event occurring. Now, I don't, you know, we're, we're, we're still not knowing if there's going to be any fans at all. Major League Baseball has built an entire, you know, seating area and uh, stadium uh, in Dyersville for this event. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, plays out as well. Yeah, I, I wonder if, <laughs> if, if, if some of those logistics are just absolutely insane. I mean, uh, I was at the place a long time ago. I 
I, I, I'm sure that they have worked on expanding it, but there's there's a long road to get to. Like, I don't even know how a bus would get in there, or let alone turn around. You know, it's like <laughs> there's some you can, crazy. You can, uh, you can Stevie Ray Vaughan yourself into it if you if you dare. Um, wow. wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, but you know, a lot of uh, helicopters probably fly up and back, but that's uh, a. <laughs> That that's not the ideal way. I'm not a helicopter type guy. You know, just... <laughs> I can tell if your first thought is Stevie Ray Vaughan. You could well, Buddy we... Holly and Big Bopper your way there. Well, I yeah, you could, you could fly there. They were actually going to <laughs> Iowa, weren't they? Uh, uh, they on, on their way to uh, Iowa for a I, I, for, I forget where they were going. I know Stevie Ray was leaving a show at Alpine Valley, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, yeah, if, then... if, the, if, if the category is... Is helicopters? Well, now let's, let's let's not go there. I but I I can tell you don't want to get in one. Bruce. We already went there. We went there already. Yeah, yeah, we we're, already we're, did. We're trying to get out. We're trying to leave. Well, <laughs> a friend of mine was a, was a singer in Barry Manilow's band in in Las Vegas for a while for part of his run, and he lived in Palm Springs and would helicopter every day there and back from Palm Springs to Vegas mm-hmm. instead of instead of staying in Vegas. So just every single day. Can you imagine doing that? Safely for, every day. For me, uh, as dangerous as I want to go is the Dan Ryan. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, and um, also, I don't really want to go to see the Barry Manilow show either. Either way, but that's that's not why you called. Um, Bob Nightingale will join us a little bit later on. Anthony Rizzo um, spoke yesterday in a Zoom. Uh, remind people if anybody is joining us late. It's a very strange sit- setup at the ballparks. Our Bruce Levine was at Wrigley. Mike Esposito was at Guaranteed Rate. And along the way here, if you have any questions or comments about the, the oddness, the uniqueness of, of this particular moment, feel free to call and or text at 312-644-6767. And, and we will do our best to try and give you context. But So set this up. What time of day when Anthony Rizzo spoke? And he's down in the interview room. I've seen the video, but I don't think any of you guys were down there with him. No, we were in the we were in the, um, the press box. That's what we're going to be regulated to uh, for the entire season. And uh, uh, we have to sleep there too, by the way, Matt. To stay overnight, and uh, it's not, that's not going to be fun sitting up in a chair all night long. But nonetheless, uh, Rizzo was down in the old interview room, uh, right off of the clubhouse, uh, set up in a microphone, uh, and uh, we were uh, uh, zoomed in as we've been doing all these interviews on Zoom with the White Sox and the Cubs. And uh, he spoke from there. That That's how it went. And, uh, you know, Riz had some interesting things to say. Yeah, um, it's a guy who had Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosed in 2008, obviously has has recovered and has been strong and talked about his safety and how he's not concerned in terms of the virus and being here to play baseball. I spoke to my oncologist early on. Um, he actually reached out to us just to, you know, just like everyone else, be very cautious, uh, wash your hands, wear the mask, all of the above. But I mean, we get, I get a regular checkup once a year from my oncologist. I get a regular checkup once a year from the Cubs. And I mean, I'm, I am technically cured, thankfully. And I'm, I'm, you know, it's so far behind me now. I still think of it, but as far as my body and immune system, everything is up to par, if not stronger than when I was 18. So that answers a big question that people had about him and John Lester. And if you are technically cured, 
then uh, he feels like his immune system is 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 up to par, Bruce. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, if you look at him, uh, I mean, I saw him in spring training one. He looked like he was in good shape, but, you know, still pretty bulky guy. Not, I mean, not fat, but, you know, mass strong as far as uh, body type. And now you see a guy that has changed his body around in uh, four months significantly, uh, probably lost 20 pounds, but remained uh, strong, kept his strength, just, uh, you know, reorganized where that where that muscle and where that uh, strength is going to be and probably going to be quicker and faster. And it's going to be fun to watch him mm -hmm. uh, as well, because uh, it's a totally new body that he uh, that he uh, put together here over the last four months. 240 pounds is what he's been playing at. And, you know, uh, just always reminded me of Jim Tomey, like just, you know, thick, um, strong, but not out of shape. But at six foot three, he dropped 25 pounds thanks to a program led by Mike Napoli down there in Florida. And Rizzo had said um, yesterday that when he got home from spring training and he told his wife, I'm either going to gain 50 pounds or I'm going to get back into amazing shape. I mean, this quarantine life is like, oh, there's the kitchen. Hey, oh, there's the kitchen again. Kitchen is still there. So looks like a lot of these Cubs and Rizzo specifically really busted their butt to, uh, to get into amazing shape. And Ian Happ agreed, said Rizzo looks absolutely wonderful. I don't want to oversell it, but his pop right now, he's very strong. So seemingly no strength gone after shedding 25 pounds of, uh, of things other than muscle. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, Riz went to, went on to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the competitive things going on as well, you know, with the team and coming back. Yeah, uh, I, I absolutely did. Um, he, uh, Bruce, I love this, and folks have probably seen the picture, and if not, I, I can tweet it out, of the Cubs having their socially distanced team meeting up in the stands. Mm -hmm. And the 200 section looks like it's right near Section 230 of the revamped uh, Wrigley Field. And um, they're wearing masks and sitting six feet apart. And Rizzo commented on it. He said, that view of Wrigley Field, I've never seen a view from that angle before. I was just blown away. He said he wants to buy season tickets where those seats were. Um, just, just make sure the post isn't right next to you. <laughs> right. And, and okay. thankfully, you don't... So you those, don't... Seats are, those seats are amazingly great. Uh, but, you know, if you happen to be uh, 216 and it says obstructed view, uh -huh. uh, there, there are sections of the ballpark you won't see. That's the beauty of this old ballpark that stands straight up and down. And uh, the fact that... Uh, Every seat that you can see from in the ballpark is great unless there is a post in front of you. Well, you know, good for Anthony for enjoying life from the 200 section. Um, once you have yeah. had the opportunity to enjoy life from the 100 section or the, the, the double digits down below or the single digits, it gets, it gets very addicting and very financially dangerous to, uh, to get used to those kind of seats. But I like the idea of Rizzo having season tickets when his, uh, when his career is done up there in 230 like that yeah hopefully there won't be as many available but you know right now there's there's all kinds of seating available matt mm -hmm. uh you know he, he went on to talk a little bit about uh he was asked you know at, at a certain point here what exactly he felt about the owners and the players and those negotiations and uh here's a little bit of what anthony rizzo thought about what uh that time off was and how baseball looked what was the optic like the biggest thing is the negotiations and negotiation. I think it's just flat out embarrassing uh, for me to be 
searching through Twitter and seeing the updates because that's how fast they got out there. Um, you know, there's leaks on a lot of leaks on the major league side. It seems like there was leaks whenever we sent in a proposal um, to the point where it was just kind of turned into a joke with the media battle and with two, with such a strong game and such a rich history, I would hope to see in the future that we can keep things internal because I just think that when we're going through a pandemic like this and you have the billionaires fighting with the millionaires is not a good look. And, um, but when it's all said and done and baseball's on the field and we play with our emotion, like we know how to do, you know, that's how we're going to capture a new fan base uh, through this tough time. Could not agree more with every that aspect. Might be the sound, of that. that might be the soundbite of the uh, year so far, as far as wrapping it all up, concisely mm-hmm. putting it together, especially, you know, if you and I say it, it has maybe some impact. But when a guy like Anthony Rizzo says both sides were not sincere in their negotiations and that uh, we have to do a better job and that going forward, we owe it to the fans to start over again right now. I think he said an awful lot in that bite, a a tremendous amount about what we were all feeling, I think, as fans of the game Mm -hmm. and not really thinking that uh, there was anything being done except time being wasted. As you mentioned to me, Matt, before this show started, today was supposed to be July 4th, the start of the regular season, if they had gotten their act together. Yeah, this should have been a day, Bruce, with four games back-to-back-to-back-to-back on ESPN, maybe MLB Network 2, and the labor skirmish in the rearview mirror so far away. And imagine the coverage, imagine the month that this could have kicked off for Major League Baseball to have the isolation and the focus while they're getting in some games and for people to see what uh, what what the game is. This, this is what it could have been. And what Rizzo says there at the end is impactful, and I talked about this with Ron Coomer a couple times during the thing, that the game has always been beautiful enough and powerful enough when played well and when played passionately to sell itself. I, I, at least enough, you know? And Rizzo says when we get back to playing and play with emotion – I mean, people will see it and people will feel it. And hopefully it's going to win people back. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if so many who were embarrassed, who were disgusted, are won back by the the beauty and the excellence of the game. Historically, it has triumphed. But this was a damaging few months, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that, Matt. And I I just think that um, with the attitude like Rizzo showed, I think a lot of players feel the same way that, uh, hey, uh, just let us back on the field. The game is great when we're out there. It's it's a beautiful game. And uh, we will promise to do better collectively to represent ourselves, to represent the game. Uh, uh, we, we realize, just as you do, the, the fan of the game, how much we miss what we do and uh, how, uh, how fleeting something like this can be when you're facing what we're facing right now. So uh, I think... I think they're very anxious to get back there. I, I do believe that there will be players that opt out as they go on through this process, whether if they get sick or not, or they become intimidated or scared, which uh, I would I would certainly think some will. And why why wouldn't you uh, when other people test positive? So th- there is that there is that a, a chance that some of your top players and 
some of the players that are integral to all the teams might not be there by the time we get to the starting time. Yeah, Mike Trout spoke about um, his trepidation yesterday. I think a lot of people thought he might opt out because he's got a newborn on the way. Um, and 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 he so far is in, as far as we know. I know that Joe Madden said that he's in, um, but but we'll have to see. As the, as the days go on, people are going to have the opportunity to see how they feel about it, and not everybody's going to react the same way, and I get that. I get that completely. Well, I think he's also had some health issues along the way. He's He is uh, allowed to take a, a certain type of steroid throughout his uh, career for a, a physical uh, situation that he has, you know, a medical situation he has. So, um, you know, there, there might be more than one reason why uh, Mike Trout would not want to play. But again, hmm. anybody that feels uh, worried or, you know, upset about it, they, they should they should stay home. You know, it's. It's it's their right to protect themselves and the people around them. Yeah, no. It, I, when I said that I envied you and want to be at the ballpark, mm-hmm. you you had a really? Are you sure? Um, and because we all know people that, that don't want to do stuff. I'm trying to get the band back together. I got a couple guys that don't necessarily want to play. Don't really want to yeah, be out because, there and do it. Because uh, you know you're nervous about not your behavior or you being ready, but you know the people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, controlling your environment uh, and feeling you know that you might not be in control of your environment during, you know, something that we're going through is a little intimidating to me. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to it. I'm still going to go and, and do my job, but uh, the people at Wrigley and the people at Guaranteed Rate did such a, a fantastic job of making you feel safe yesterday that I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to go back. And I, I appreciate what Major League Baseball, uh, the Cubs and the Sox are doing to, to help us stay safe. Bob Nightingale from USA Today will join us with his expertise uh, after we take this break here. We want you to stay with us. Our number is 312-644-6767. You can call us or text Matt at that same number. Tons of news to dissect and sort through and figure out what we know and what we don't with Bob Nightingale. That's next on The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. It is inside the clubhouse. He is Bruce Levine. I am Matt Spiegel. And our next guest joins us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline. Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. And we are pleased to bring in Bob Nightingale of USA Today, a good friend of ours and mine for a million years at least, Bob. I knew you when you were in, like, grammar school, right? I mean, it's been that long. Thanks for uh, joining Matt and I. And, uh, 
I wonder what your first impressions are of uh, day one of uh, Summer Camp 1.0. Yeah, I say uh, good, to be, good to be with you guys, Bruce and Matt. Uh, yeah, like the, uh, it was different from camp to camp. In the Diamondbacks camp, for instance, very quiet. And, and Archie Bradley later said in the Zoom call, hey, we got to pump up the music here. Uh, you know, very, very dull. And then in, uh, in Cincinnati, where my, where my son was, he says that music was blaring so loud. Nobody could hear the Zoom calls. They used to uh, deafening levels. So, yeah, I think each club is probably going to try to see what they can do to uh, do something in moderation but liven things up. And I do think that Major League Baseball learned a lesson from 2015 in that White Sox-Orioles uh, game with no fans that, You've got to pump in music and do stuff on the scoreboard to try to make it as realistic as possible. So it, is each team, as long as we're down that path, is each team going to have its own control for their local broadcast as to what to do, or will there be any sort of overall um, mandate or suggestions from the league itself? No, I think each team can do what they want. I mean, obviously you don't want the music blasting when the uh, uh, pitcher is throwing the pitch. Um, but otherwise, yeah, whether you want to pump in crowd noise or, you know, how you want the, uh, local, uh, you know, TV and radio audience to, to hear that, uh, that's, that's up to the individual clubs. Yeah. As a matter of fact, some teams went as far as to ask fans to send in a likeness and they're going to put cutouts of the individual fans themselves in the stands. If you can imagine, uh, some of the season ticket holders where they normally sit, they're actually putting cutouts in. So some are taking it to extremes. Some are just uh, looking at it and uh, letting it play out. Bob, uh, when <laughs> when we look at the sensitivity level of individuals during this time, and we heard Mark, Mike Trout's comments yesterday coming into camp that he still has some trepidation. He's not sure if he's going to complete it. Do you, do you feel that with more positive tests, and again, we pointed out, only 1.2 or 3% of the people tested so far have tested positive. Do you think that as we get more positive tests, that, that more players will will uh, opt out and decide, you know, this is not for them? I think it's possible, Bruce. Yeah, I, I think that figure is a little skewed. You're right, because there are so many players are still waiting for their tests. You know, right. for instance, uh, the Angels had eight to ten guys that were waiting. Uh, the Dodgers had a handful. Uh, Dimax had about ten guys. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, I, some of these guys, particularly the star players, uh, it, it's tough decision and, and a lot of pressure. A guy like Mike Trout, for instance. Yeah, his, his wife is due with her first baby. Uh, hey, he's the, he's the, uh, the, the face of baseball. Uh, he knows if he opts out. Uh, you know, he lets his teammates down. He lets his fan, the fan base down, uh, you know, that sort of thing. I would think a guy like Trout would probably say, you know what, I'm going to take some time off right before the baby's due, right after, then, you know, and keep on playing. Then he won't officially opt out, just a, uh, a longer absence. But it's tough on these guys because 60-game season, everybody's got a chance to make the playoffs. So, you know, you still have to look at your teammates in the eyes saying, hey, sorry, guys, I'll see you next spring. There is a, uh, a, a, a role that has been assigned for every team, the Infection Control Prevention Coordinator. The league has required each team to have one of those. It is apparently, though, just kind of lumped onto the responsibilities uh, as, uh, of an existing employee. So I, I, I wonder... It is is there more is there more than than just that is there more than uh, more MLB 
assistance and kind of making sure that these clubs do the right thing? Well, I, you know, I think each club is, is kind of reinforcing, you know, throughout, uh, you know, all 30 clubs where you have the manager and GM telling the players, hey, if you uh, do something careless, you know, you're, uh, you're not only risking yourself, but, but your teammates, your teammates' families and everything else. Uh, you know, if we really have a chance for playoffs and you're uh, out and about on the road uh, and being careless, you know, you get a chance to, uh, you know, bring down the entire club. You know, you could have the entire infield, you know, go down uh, with the uh, disease. So I think that's stress. And I, I think guys will say, you know what, uh, I can do it for two months. You know, nobody wanted to do the bubble thing. Obviously, that wouldn't work anyway uh, because you're gone for so long. But no, you know, realistically, you're only talking about you know two months. I think people can do that. Is is there any sense, Bob, as to what might shut this thing down? Like, if we're looking at a certain percentage of of tests or high profile guys or one team not being able to compete, do we have any sense of what might be the death knell for baseball? Well, I think if one team can't compete, then you got a real problem. And otherwise, I don't think there's a, a real number. I mean, get 50, 60 guys in camp. So you'd have to think, okay, at least 20 guys to, you know, shut a team down. But when one team is shut down, you know, that just, you know, that ruins the, ruins the whole season. So I would think it would take something like that, close to uh, 20 tests, a positive test for one team, and they can't perform. Obviously, you have to forfeit. Uh, I, I would think that would bring the sport down. The depth of the disease, Bob, uh, we're, we're getting a lot of information from medical people experts in the country that uh, the virus is taking a, a different path. It's attacking younger people, mostly between uh, 25 and 40 right now, and that uh, the symptoms uh, might not be quite as uh, significantly devastating in many cases, but that uh, there, since there's more tests, we're getting more, uh, you, you know, more people that are testing positive. Uh, do you think uh, that being known and these athletes being, you know, superb uh, physical specimens in most cases, that uh, the, the sport can absorb a certain amount of this and be able to move on. Well, you would think so. Although, you know, the Hadamese case, uh, you know, talking about that was uh, very alarming. You know, 38 years old and in good shape, as you guys know. Uh, but, yeah, you would think that. You know, we'll see. Uh, I'll be interested to see a Tommy Pham case. You know, young outfielder for the Padres. Uh, you know, he tested positive, feels fine. How long is it going to take, you know, for him to, uh, you know, test negative twice? Same with the Shields Jr., that sort of thing. But, yeah, I mean, theoretically, you get back in 72 hours. You just have to test negative uh, twice within 24 hours apart and then uh, have your fever down below, uh, you know, for 72 straight hours. So, you know, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how quickly these guys return from the positive test. Have you gotten any sense of uh, of what strategy might develop here for pitching staffs? As I let myself think about actual baseball for a moment, Bob, just you know, is everybody just going to try to ramp their starters up as best they can and go with starters, or you think we might see some real creative, different tacks taken early on here? Well, I think I think we'll see a lot of aggressiveness from the managers, man. Almost like a. Uh... You know, what Francona did a couple of years ago with Andrew Miller, you know, he's bringing him in the, uh, you know, high-stress situations, Miller games. Uh, what the Washington Nationals did last year with David Martinez, when if you start one game, you're coming to relief uh, a few days later. I, I see that for sure. 
just because uh, there's such a more of an urgency to the games. You know, each game is worth, you know, two and a half to three times as much as normal. So I do, I do think we'll see that. The one thing I, uh, I, I worry about, and I, I wish they got rid of this rule, is the three batter minimum rule. You know, these guys aren't going to be quite ready yet, so it's very possible some guy comes in and you know, has to face the three batters, and you cost your, you cost your team a game. I think that's going to come into play, you know, much more than it should. Uh, Bob, as far as uh, what uh, happened yesterday with, uh, you know, a tweet that you used on uh, on Joe Madden, can you clear up exactly what his conversation was like and what uh, what you were trying to uh, get across uh, when uh, when he made some of his con- uh, comments on Zoom? Yeah, Joe was just trying to, he was talking about, you know, the delicacy of the situation. He uh, firmly believes, you know, we should play baseball and try this. And he says everybody's talking about, you know, the high-risk guys. You know, the ones that should opt out are, are the ones who aren't going to take this seriously. The things they can't follow the protocols. And that was the context of it. And I uh, use this quote without framing the context. So I'm responsible for that. You know, later on, I, you know, right away I said, oh, no, you meant this. Then I just took the whole tweet down and just used the thing in, in the story, which is my intention anyway. But, yeah, I mean, he's not saying, you know, hey, if you want to opt out, fine. But he's all he's saying is, hey, you guys be responsible. If you don't think you should do it, you're the guys who should opt out. Don't worry about the high-risk guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry about the guys who are going to you know, go out in restaurants and bars and things like that. Yeah, we know uh, about the humanity of Joe Madden. Having covered him for five years here, there's 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 no way that he would have meant any kind of you know tough talk uh, like that. I so so I get it. It's just it's and you you went and, and corrected it. I wonder, Bob, if there is going to be some of that attitude around the game. If you suspect that some people around the game, because look look at the way our country functions. If some other people might might have those kind of feelings, whether they give voice to them or not. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting. I mean, it's going to be these teams policing themselves. Uh, you know, I, I also wonder, like Bruce alluded to, what if, you know, during the season, there's a few guys on the team that are going out too much or something, or, you know, guys say, you know what, I just don't feel comfortable. You know, I, I'm going to opt out. So if you opt out, you can't get back in. But, you know, you can see some guys, you know, nervous, particularly guys with, you know, young families and things like that, uh, you know, like, no, Sean Doodle is leaving his wife at uh, at home. Yeah. Uh, I think she's going to a different place, or he is, just because she's uh, has asthma, that sort of thing. You know, Ryan Braun has a uh, a newborn, and he left his family behind. You know, not sure when he's going to have them come to Milwaukee. Just that kind of nervousness. Uh, Brian Snitker, the manager of the Atlanta Braves, has just uh, told the media that. Four players have tested positive for COVID-19, and one of them is Freddie Freeman. That's a star wow. on a contender. Um, not f- yeah. Freeman is, quote, not feeling great. It'll be a while till we can get him back, unquote. That from 680, the fan uh, down there in Atlanta. I mean, that's, that, that is a big-time star on a big-time contender, Bob. And um, poof, it's, it, 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 now, now we'll get to see pretty quickly here whether – the star power and the impact of a player on a very good team uh, weighs this thing in, in in one direction or the other. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. I'm looking at it now. But, yeah, yeah, when you talk about star players, you know, people don't, you know, want to see the guys in AAA play. They want to see their uh, their best players. Uh, and for guys like that, hey, Will Smith is their closer. He only spent, uh, you know, big money on him. 
So, yeah, that's a uh, very tough. All those guys uh, were going to play a role. And then, you know, you know what the World Series is decided by who has the healthiest team. You know, we all know every other yeah. year, yeah, they injury free, but just because of who has the fewest COVID tests should not be the World Series champion. I mean, it's crazy to think that you might have a regional winner in and in, in one league that, you know, one, one region uh, has been sicker than the other and you have uh, the, the, uh, the ability to win, like you just said, Bob, uh, because your region was healthier and you have a full team. I mean, that is, it is kind of crazy as to where this thing can go. What do you think the impact of, you know, Blackman uh, and now uh, Freeman and will the impact on MLB and the Players Association be more significant as far as how they look at it if it is a star player? Yeah, I mean, I think that's where the Mike Trout thing got such big news yesterday because it's Mike Trout. You know, if it was anybody else, you know, hey, okay, that's fine. But you're talking about the face of baseball. Uh, you know, same thing in uh, in Chicago. I mean, if something happened to a, uh, you know, a, a bench player, a, a mile legger with the Cubs, you know, okay. But, hey, if you're talking about a, uh, you know, an Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant, you know, uh, you know, different story. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the way we are going to look at it. You know, just like you said, you said Freddie Freeman. It's like, wow, you're talking about one of the best players in, in baseball, uh, an MVP candidate. So, uh, you know. The other three guys are nice players too, but they're not very premium. Yeah, um, it, as you mentioned, as you were you were looking it up live here on the air, Bob uh, Brian Snitker, the Braves manager, says it's Freddie Freeman, it's Will Smith, the free agent closer, it's Tuki Toussaint, the young pitcher, it's Pete Kozma. So those four Braves, those are the only ones, but those are four Braves known to have tested positive, and Freeman is still battling a fever. So, I mean, goodness, it, it, it's going to be a while as we as we in this town just, um, you know, lived through getting a chance to hear Tommy Hadovy share what he did. Um, I, I, I hope we don't look back and say, boy, that Friday was fun when teams showed up and we got to watch those on TV. And then that Saturday morning, Bruce, when you and I got to talk about uh, hopeful baseball, <laughs> you know, hope we don't and look then, back on this as this yeah. being the baseball season. You know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, Bob, I guess I guess that's my next follow up is, you know, what. You know, you talk to people, uh, and, and you and I do a lot, and so does Matt, uh, people in the know, you know, owners, people in the Players Association. And when you ask them, what's your feel for it, a lot of them used to say 50-50, and now many of them say, I don't really have a sense of whether we're going to play or not. What, 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 do you, what do you get from most people when you throw that question their way? Yeah, just the unknown, Bruce. It's like, we'll see. I think that... Uh... Everybody, the people I've talked to, at least, they think this first week of camp is very big. Let's see how many positive tests there are. Then if you get through this first week, okay, should be pretty good to go uh, until the season starts. Then the season starts, I think that first week to 10 days will be very, very big because now guys are traveling and everything else uh, on planes, hotels, cars. Uh, that, that, I think, will be the litmus test, that, that first week of games. But this week's, you know, very, very important as well. And, uh, you know, even even in, in Phoenix yesterday, they said, uh, you know, the Dimex had eight or ten guys who were kind of winning their tests. Well, one of them was Madison Baumgartner. You know, Dimex was a guy like Madison Baumgartner. You know, there goes their chances to compete. Yeah. Bob, uh, we appreciate the time. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, again, uh, we're being controlled by uh, forces beyond baseball. So, 
hopefully we are going to have uh, a, a summer camp and a, uh, a season we're, we're all hoping for. Thanks again for joining me and Matt today on Inside the Clubhouse. Take care and be well yourself. Sure. Be safe, you guys. Thank you. See you, Matt. Thanks, See you, Bob. Bruce. See you later. It's Bob Nettenbeck yeah, from USA Today. Uh, I mean, that's monster news, yeah, uh, Matt. I mean, and, and it's it's really not good news. I mean, we didn't want anybody to test positive. But when you when you hear a star's name mentioned, like initially we, we heard Blackman, and now we hear uh, Freeman, and those other three players are integral parts of the team as well, including Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, that gives you pause. It gives you pause right away. Yeah, it, it, it really does. And uh, oh, if, um, if, we as, um, if we as a nation, if we as a, as a planet had done um, a better job, um, maybe we would get sports. But if we as a nation do not get sports this year, it's because we have not listened to the protocols. We have not worn masks enough. And it's uh, very, very frustrating and sad, frankly, um, as we share our emotions live uh, on air as these things are all going down and happening. Um, one more segment to go on Inside the Clubhouse. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. We can uh, touch base back on the biggest story so far locally um, but and also just kind of continue to cover this situation as it goes. We're here until the top yeah. of the hour. And uh, please uh, give us your thoughts about what you've just heard and whether baseball, you think baseball's got a shot or not at 312-644-6767. We'll take your calls till we're off at 11. Inside the clubhouse is what you're hearing on 670 The Score. Earlier this, or within the last few days, we saw certain teams um, ask coaches uh, of a certain age to, to stay away for, from the season. Uh, was that something you guys considered? Obviously, we saw your coaches out there today, uh, but was that something that you guys took under consideration for precautionary reasons? Absolutely. Not, not just coaches. Any individual had potentially a heightened risk factor based on who they are, whatever experiences or demographics they fit into, uh, were individuals that had conversations with our medical staff, uh, with our coaching staff, uh, with the front office about uh, whether they felt comfortable and whether it was in their best interest to proceed into the season. Again, in protecting the the privacy of those conversations, I'm not going to get into detail about anyone's sort of individual risk preference or or factors they may be dealing with, but obviously if you see them in that clubhouse or out on the field, it's because everyone's fully comfortable with them participating. That's Rick Hahn on a Zoom call yesterday, the general manager of the White Sox, talking about the older coaches and whether he gave them the opportunity to not show up, and all those conversations did take place. They were all out there, uh, Bruce, including Don Cooper with a fabulous quarantine beard. I got to say, that looked good. Yeah, well, uh, he um, has had his health issues over the years, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a, you know it's it's not a joke. It's not uh, There's nothing funny about... Uh, people being susceptible to this, some people being more susceptible and, and being uh, very careful about how we go about it. I'm just I'm still in shock from hearing about the four Braves players, including uh, Freddie Freeman and Will Smith, uh, being uh, positive, taking having positive tests and uh, the time out now as far as how much of camp they'll miss, how much of uh, the regular season they'll be ready for. Uh, it is a. Uh, a story that changes from minute to minute, Matt, and we will hear probably more of this over the next two days because, as we mentioned, and this is really essential, the initial test, which only produced 1.2% of players testing positive, was only, or or personnel, uh, tier one personnel, which includes Mm -hmm. players, manager, 
coaches and clubhouse people. Um, that was only uh, 3,100 tests. There's going to be um, another uh, 1,800 tests here that have to be analyzed. So as we heard about the Braves, we're probably going to hear more. And uh, the shock value of this is real just from this one team with the Braves having four major league players test positive. Uh, how do we respond to that? How, how does Major League Baseball and the clubs respond to that? That's, that's going to be interesting to watch. I'm following along to David O'Brien of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, who said uh, that, that uh, Brian Snitker, the manager, said that Freddie Freeman tested negative in intake testing on Monday or Tuesday, but then developed symptoms before he was to come to start working out, and at that point tested positive. Snitger said that they'll have to be careful with it all year because people can get it again. Yeah, we, so far, we don't know. The, the antibodies test does not mean that you're, you're just done, you know. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and as we have talked about at different times over the last couple months, it's, it's very weird because you can test negative but still have it. That incubation period might mean that you test negative, but it's working its way into you and you're still contagious, potentially. Again, this is, you know, well, you just, you just explained it by um, reading that story that, uh, from, from O'Brien about the fact that Snitker said he tested negative and then two days later he's positive. So, uh, you know, again, this is uh, unfortunately, uh, no pun intended, a fluid situation that we have to watch, particularly over this uh, first week where... Uh, you know, people are coming in and, and uh, we, we only have, you know, a small percentage of the uh, people that have been tested uh, and results uh, given to us so far. Uh, Gary is in Sturgeon Bay and has called 312-644-6767 and now is on with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel and Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Gary, good morning. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, pleasure to speak with both of you. Bruce, love your baseball acumen and uh, Speaks. I hope the uh, <clears throat> score finds the wisdom to give you more slots on uh, on the radio. Love listening to you. Thanks, um, Yeah. So um, I, my, my my opinion is is uh, has to do clearly with sports in general, and specifically sports where athletes are in close proximity to each other, such as football, such as basketball, and and as we're hearing now, to a certain extent, baseball. Um, I think it's incredibly naive on behalf of. Uh, these major sports to think that they can safely provide an environment for their athletes to be able to play. Uh, Bruce, you mentioned that you're a bit in shock over these, uh, these baseball players from the Atlanta Braves to have recently tested, especially a star athlete. How are you going to feel when one of them passes away? And I guarantee you some point in time, that scenario is going to play out and everybody's going to be horrified. And it is going to be a terrible scenario. And I get it, you know, money seems to be a motivation and people have to work. But I will also, uh, I'll also tell you, you're not going to be able to legislate exactly what these athletes do outside of the venues that they play with them. No. Um, it's, 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 it, you know, everybody wants to see sports. It's, it's, it's a part of our lives. It enriches our lives. But lives are going to be lost. And uh, it's, it's, and everybody's going to be wringing their hands and gnashing their teeth and saying it didn't have to be like this. And I'm telling you, sports as we know them, with the exception of sports such as golf and tennis, where there's, where there's a significant distance between athletes. But when you are 
shoulder to shoulder, sweating, perspiring, having physical contact, unless you're wearing an N95 mask, and by the way, if you've ever worn one, try to breathe through one of those. It's like breathing through a straw. You are not going to safely be able to play these contact sports, and it's a terrible thing. And, uh, Speaks, you mentioned earlier, a couple of minutes ago, that if the American public had taken this more seriously, been less entitled, um, that we probably wouldn't be facing this scenario. And and I can tell you that uh, that that I echo that sentiment. The American the American individual. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to stop you there. Thank you so much for your well thought out, uh, you know, you know, ideas. And uh, you know, again, um, I'm not arguing with what Gary's saying. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just. You know, we are a venue for people to come and express their thoughts, and, and Gary did very well. I don't, I don't feel it's necessary to even comment on what he said because a lot of this is just going to have to play out, Matt. I, uh, Rick Hahn, yesterday as he spoke about it, Bruce, was asked about something that we've been discussing all morning, like what would be the potential death knell for MLB to shut down? And I, sh- I should not use the word death knell. I'll stop that right now. Um, what would be uh, bad enough news for MLB to shut down? And m- maybe this news with the Braves w- would be it. Uh, w- we'll have to see. But here's Rick Hahn commenting on that yesterday. I'm not aware of a specific number or an objective measure that puts the season or the next few weeks or whatever in jeopardy. Uh, I think that's a league-level decision that's obviously above our pay grade here at the just getting the White Sox ready. So yeah. it's, up to, it's up to the league, Bruce. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a, this is a tough show to do right now because I, I, I feel a lot different uh, at the end of the show than I did the beginning of the show just from these other reports. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to have to get used to uh, the, uh, the emotion of uh, positive tests and uh, what we hear out there uh, not, not whole, totally impacting us. But I don't know how you can. You know, you just... You respond to what you hear, and it's very impactful to me. And I imagine a lot of other people that are just getting uh, some of this news out there. Hopefully, it's not as significant on other teams, but, uh, you know, the reality of the situation, you know, it's right there in our face. Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum, your Saturday suckage. That is next after us here on 670 The Score. After them, it is Zach Zaidman from 2 o'clock until 5 o'clock. Uh, Zach and Ron Coomer and Tom Thayer had Paul Molitor on um, yesterday. That was, that was really cool um, to hear. And uh, that's all coming up um, later on on 670. The score is we'll continue to follow this. I'll, I'll be on Hit and Run tomorrow morning. We'll see what the baseball situation yeah. is like tomorrow, Bruce. And uh, we thank Bob Nightingale and Adam Tuszynski for a job well done. Matt, uh, stay safe, stay well. Give Ruben my best. Uh, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. On our website, 670thescore.com, I write Cubs and Sox every day. Have a good week. Have a good show tomorrow. Thank you much. Hit and run tomorrow morning at 9. You'll hear from Lynn Bramer of WXRT, one of my favorite baseball fans, and Jason Benetti, the White Sox broadcaster and Korean baseball organization broadcaster for ESPN. Grody and Rosie, excuse me, Rosie and Grody are next on 670 The Score. Have a great day, everybody.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.